Hey everybody, it's 8 a.m. on October 17th, and you know what that means. It's time to get our bake on. It's actually way past time. Get, way it, past time. It's arguably, uh, like, I don't know, six days past the time to get our bake on. But, and then we're going to do it again. Yeah, that's true. Um, we were traveling this weekend for New York Comic Con and such, mm. and so uh, uh, watching was delayed, but we're here now. Uh, Teresa's enjoying some bread. Uh, an artisanal um, <laughs> toasted hot dog bun with butter. Um, I you believe see, you'll find. You see, I used the real sandwich bread for the children. Mm, yes, and I ate the heels of the bread this morning in a turkey and cheese sandwich <laughs> because I didn't want to eat anything. But you see, I knew that I physically needed to to live. Um, and then I watched the second half of a very stressful. Bread week. Bread week's always stressful. They kept talking about how tense it was. Ooh, I think that Allison's just not used to bread week, but. I will say, man, this there's a reason bread week is the third week, right? Because, right. like, it, it wouldn't be first, right? And you don't want to wait till, like, the eighth or whatever, right? It is a good test of, like, I think with biscuit and cake, you get a lot of like, do you understand the art of baking? Do you understand, uh, you know, the intuition of baking? When you get to bread week, it's like, do you know the science of baking? Well, okay, yes, there's definitely science in there, but I would also say that bread is is very much experience as well. Yes. You know, you have to know what does this need because you can't really you can't really taste the dough while before it's baked right can i tell you i'm gonna hold on to this thought keep going okay you can't really taste the dough so you have to go by feel by smell by experience there's there's a lot of like just um there's years that go into being a good baker when maddie was like oh are you scoring it with just like this and held up a knife i was like how are you just now thinking about this? And no, Maddie, no. <laughs> that he just went in a there, a chopping away at that old bread. Oh boy! So like, I I've made bread enough to know. I'm not saying I'm like a super skilled expert, whatever. But I know enough that when I watched him saw away at scoring that bread, I was like, Maddie, no, <laughs> Maddie, that you want one like, like it's not you're not sawing the bread you're just like creating vents right and scoring it and he was like back and forth and it's like you're just tearing it do you think that they supply razor blades do you think it was like in the drawer or do you think that it's like if you know then you know and you bring your own blade i i'm i guarantee they supply them but they're probably all thinking like, and of course everyone only had razor blades. And then he holds up a knife, and probably even the producers were like, "What's happening? <laughs> what is this? No, don't do this." I um, think that I have seen, I have seen in like those uh, master class mm-hmm. ones that Paul did with Mary. I've seen him use a very sharp knife. You can, yeah, absolutely. And he, you know, has the experience to do it, right? But well, that's the thing: you can use a very sharp knife. You don't have to use a razor blade. What I'm saying is twofold. One. How did he just then think about how he was doing it? How had you done it before, Maddie? Maddie, how had you done it before? Question mark. And second, it's like one motion that you want. You want it to like, you don't, like that's not it, man. 
right? This and you is might turning well, into a slasher movie. Well, you might, yes, that's what it felt like. <laughs> you might as well chew open the scores with your teeth. Like, come on, man, be better. Before we start going over all of the the results, I want to say that this is going to seem for our listeners. This is going to seem if you watched it, you might not understand if you haven't been watching for. 11 seasons, 14 yeah. seasons, who Something. knows? That Paul is very particular about the bread, but he is going to poke it. He's going to say, This is underproved. He's going to say, This is overworked. This is underdone. This needs 10 more minutes. Still raw, Barry. But he ate all of it this yes. week. He ate all of it. There was no. That was our high five, friends. Yeah, that, there was no, don't eat that. This is raw. Exactly. Don't do it. Not even, even in the technical. Even the ones that he pushed, he said you can push it back to dough. That's not That's not done. He still ate it. Mm-hmm. So it was, nothing was inedible. Yeah. Which, which again goes to the talent and inherent, you know, uh, quality of these bakers. Right. Um, so let's let's go down the line here. Oh, actually, I'm going to save that view for last. So, Christy, once again, just another week for Christy, where I'm like, yeah, consistently good. I at this point, I know now. I feel like we're getting to know her. I know more. she has a Jewish grandfather. Mm-hmm. So far, that's as much of Christy's personality as she's, I can tell she's you. She's got kids. She is a little. I I I think that she's a little shy. I think that she is a little. I mean, she's obviously still very nervous, mm. right? She she doesn't have my giddy aunt mm-hmm. uh, kind of energy, yeah. but it's close. It's close to that. I think. I think it's a. She's doing like more of an inwardly focused mm-hmm, mm-hmm. nervousness instead of that. Like I'm vibrating on the outside that we mm-hmm. often see, right? Um, but I also. I wanted to touch on this because her loaf had cranberry, rosemary, and walnut in it. So they're doing cottage loaves, which I, I hopefully you watch the show. But it's just kind of like uh, the bottom two thirds of a snowman. You know, <laughs> it's just like big ball, big ball, it's a little bit smaller ball. A double cob, it right. was said. And they were like, yeah, I, I more flavor, I need more flavor, not enough salt. And I just never think of walnut as giving that much flavor to anything. I always think of it as like a textural thing that you get in but sure. i always associate you do walnut and it's like honey and walnut walnut it's and a it. general nutty sweetness i think oh. it's not it's not a ton okay you've got nutty sweetness um, <laughs> so dan yes yes i do <laughs> dan was one of 17 people who did garlic yep um some and- people specified wild garlic some people just were or out, smoked or dan is another forager roasted. we got another forager in the mix him and abby did he he's just said he knows a secret spot no but then they Could got be asked, his neighbor's garden 100 <laughs> percent. he got asked it's a secret spot it's called the store um <laughs> Noel asked him, like, do you forge? He's like, yeah, I do. Uh, he does, like, fungus and stuff. And oh, okay. That, which is the weirdest. Just say mushrooms, Dan. Don't say fungus. Don't say act like fungus. Say mushrooms, Dan. Dan, say mushrooms. Um, but his turned out well. Um, they wanted the pesto to be more mixed throughout. Otherwise, it was good. Uh, so Dana. Dana, I think, I'm, I'm keeping an eye on Dana. She's a little bit of a sleeper hit, isn't she? Yeah, well, she. I think what it is is she gives a vibe of, I don't know what I'm doing, which might almost seem, and this is now 
I'm like armchair psychologist, right? But it seems a little bit like she's maybe in her life cultivate cultivated a little bit of a personality of like, oh, I'm so fun and silly. Don't look too much at me. Don't, don't t- perceive me. Don't perceive me too much. Is she a Gen Z? I feel I like I feel like that's a common kind of like Gen Z trait, like being really like under the radar good at something yeah. and being all like, I don't really know what I'm doing on the outside. Yeah, and saying like, oh, I'll just do whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, don't worry about it. Right, a lot of that. And you're like, no, but you're- You're really good doing at this. pretty good. Like her her uh, cottage loaf turned out pretty well, you know? And I thought it was pretty. And Even was a- though, even though she had a mixer bowl explosion. Why do they still use glass? It's usually fine. I, they want to be able to see the ingredients. It's television, right? They want to be able to I see guess. the things inside the bowl. But she let her bread kind of climb up the hook, I mean, right? I get, it just feels like maybe not and once, it once a season, but it, maybe like we, a glass bowl explodes. It didn't seem to really she like handled it so well. Knock her back like, at all. Oh, I meant to do that. You can even taste the glass. It was a, it was a good <laughs> line. I like that. Remember when Raul did that and it was it was like in the final, right? Yeah. Oh, there was like was that when there was like talk of like what how do we balance this out? Because we don't want him to go home because the bowl broke. Right. Like they gave him like 10 extra minutes or something. Um, So Josh did. But she didn't need it. She did great. They kept saying Nuja. I don't know what that is. Uh, I think they explained it as kind of a spreadable sausage. Okay. So, like, almost like sausage jam. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. So, Josh uh, did a pizza cottage with Josh. Solid. Prue loved that pizza. Yeah. She was into it. This this week and last week, because he got the handshake in uh, the biscuit week uh, showstopper. Showstopper. Yeah. He's, he's bringing it. Uh, we'll talk more about his showstopper this week, too, which they love, but. He's he's kind of killing it. So they liked Maddie's. They liked the flavors, but it was a little too rustic looking. I think mm-hmm. he 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 once again is giving off this vibe of like oh, I didn't practice. I'm figuring it out as I go. I don't know this. Is it this? I don't know. Maybe this. And it's like what are you doing? <laughs> and even Do you, if if it, even well, if that's not true. Act like you know what you're doing. If we're going to compare Maddie and Dana, like, do you think that they are both much better than they give off? Yes, I do. Because I think, I don't know that they're like the best ones in the tent or anything, Mm -hmm. but I do think they have both consistently over the three episodes gotten some good feedback, never been in the bottom Um, you know, like, I think Paul and Prue like the stuff that they make. I just think that every so often there have been decisions made on their end where I'm like, why did you do that? Yeah. No, that's not it. Um, yeah, maybe. There's uh, always one of those, I feel like. But Once again, Nikki did a great job sticking around until episode five when she goes home. <laughs> um, that sounds so mean. No, listen, babe, babe. You just think that she is going to... Uh, out- what is it? What do I usually say? Something about like the end of her expertise. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, this there was a moment in this one where I was like, "What?" And it was like she put like the garlic down on the table, right? And then she went to put some Scottish sea salt on, and was like, "Oh, that's too much salt." 
and then just kept going. And I was like, well, maybe she has a limited amount of garlic, but she didn't even try to get some of the salt out of there or anything. And then later they're like, whoa, that's a lot of salt. And she's like, yeah, it was 67 grams. And then I added extra to the paste. And they're like, yeah, that's it. That's why. Yeah. I, just that. I'm like, well, what are you going to do? It's like, you're going to fix it. What you're going to do is you're going to fix it. There's definitely some of that in other seasons we've seen where like people just kind of stick to the plan without adjusting and like they're just like whoops what are you gonna do but the answer is you're gonna change it you're gonna fix it which I think is um, what Rowan usually does really well right so I can tell you exactly the problem okay Rowan says during the showstopper I'm gonna cook it until it's bake it until it's golden brown I don't really worry, do like time and stuff. I'm like, oh, then you're not a good baker as far as bread goes, right? Because if you're going into bread saying like, uh, I'll feel it, I'll know, intuition, I'll do it by look or whatever, just say like, I don't do precision baking. Like that to me was a moment of like, oh, okay, right? Like I don't feel good about that, Rowan. When in bread week, you should be knowing the times of things. You should be not to say timers. Not you to should. say that that's like hard and fast. You should take it out when it's time. Right. But like you should be able to figure out. Oh, I need to put like a like a aluminum hat on this to keep it right. from getting too brown before it's actually done and in the middle. Start at twenty and start checking, and then do 22, 23, 24, whatever. Right. You don't just keep looking at it and opening the door and looking at it or looking at it through the you know the oven window or whatever. Like you know when to start checking it and then you keep going, right? I just that and like once again, he started the the signature saying like this is a lot of dough. This is a big load. It's yeah, like, don't don't use it all. Then don't do that. Then don't do that. Then then don't do that. <laughs> There's a couple of things. And we'll Remember get... when Nancy put it in the microwave to prove? Yeah. And they're like, you could feed a whole village on 500 yeah. grams of flour. <laughs> My God. Um. Well, when we get to the plated centerpiece, I want to talk a lot about the, like, why did you do this? Because okay. I just kept thinking. So okay. uh, his loaf turned out monstrous. Um, but, but again, edible. Ed- yeah, edible. Uh, Saku, they liked hers. Uh, it they couldn't. There wasn't a lot of orange, and underproved because the concertina at the bottom, which is I always like when Paul says concertina <laughs> because it's such a weird way to describe it, and so right. Uh, but otherwise, good. Concertina is their name for accordion, right? Uh, no, I think an accordion is a concertina. You crank it as you play it. Mm. No, maybe that's something else. But I think anyways. that's something else. Um, so Tasha did great. Prue was tickled. Prue kept saying, I wish I had made this. Uh, Paul literally chuckled when he ate it. He, like, kind of <laughs> giggled. I I was so... We talked about this afterwards. Like, Paul is so stingy with handshakes in Bread Week. I think if this had been any other week, she would have gotten a handshake. Yeah, Josh might I agree. Have too. I agree. Um, but hers was really good. It looked really pretty. I like the, like, flower and the pattern. She did amazing. So... We don't have to go too much into the technical Devonshire splits. Uh, I went to eat them. It looked really good. Well, we do need to say that Tasha got second because she forgot the icing sugar. Yeah. She didn't dust it on top. We don't 100% know that's the reason why, but that's like they said, like, you just forgot the icing sugar. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, Saku, Saku got, got first. first. Good for you, Saku. Even though it was a little bit rustic, they said. And then Dan is who I want to talk about. He Oh, the one note I wanted to get before we get into Dan. Oh. Basically, everybody was underproved. Do you think, this is this is my two, my two thoughts. I want to talk about Dan. Do you think that they gave them enough time? Well, Paul said in the, the like breakout where he's like he's like 45 minutes for the first proof, 45 minutes for the second proof. And like time for baking. So, yeah, hypothetically, but I think just enough and if you know how much. Because he was saying 45 and a lot of people did 30, right? Yeah. So, two-thirds of the time, right? It's not like I took it out at 42 instead of 45. They like were just not doing it long enough. I don't know. Especially considering so much of like the jam, uh, the cream, that stuff could be done while it was proving. Yeah, I don't know why. Maybe it was editing, but it seemed like so many people waited to make make the cream until the second proof when they had plenty of time. Yeah, during the first proof and the first bake and the baking even. Yeah. Well, and so no, wait. They waited until the baking to make it when they had plenty of time think, during the second I proof. Think that was just editing. You think it's editing? Well, they didn't want to chill it too much and have it be too thick to pipe. I don't know. But Dan forgot the sugar, which clearly affected the rise. Right, yeast loves to eat sugar. Uh, right, affected the taste. Effect and affected the color. Paul said, "I don't know what's wrong with that. There's not. There's something wrong. I don't know what's wrong with that." Well, um, so so much of like browning and stuff it's is caramelization. Caramelization, and it's the reason his was so pale, didn't rise enough, and tasted bad. Because and and here's the thing, like by the time he realized, he they were like baked, right? But here's the thing, folks. This is why if you ever get on bacon, if you're listening, if you ever get on bacon, like it, the technical, I would rather, I would rather. Underbake something by five minutes and get all the ingredients in it. You know what I mean? Like, it is the time where you can't just like, okay, I, I know what I'm doing. Let's go. Right. He was, when did he discover? Was it baking that he remembered that he, he picked up the sugar bowl and was something like, oh, like that, I didn't yeah. put any sugar in it? Or, I mean, you almost feel like, would it have been enough if he had like put it in the second prove or? No, it no. was already in the oven. It was or already something. in yeah, the oven. He, he realized it way too late. Also, editing. I wonder if he said that. I wonder if, as he was being ranked at tenth, if he said, "I forgot to put the sugar in," or not. I was actually thinking. I don't know if that helps or hurts. Right? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I feel like it. It does. It makes a kind of connection for Paul, at least, where he says, "Like, oh well, yeah, it, this could have been good, but you forgot." But either that or it's the mystery of like, yeah, I don't know, man. And not like, yeah, I was really dumb. <laughs> I spaced I, out I, on I this one. I spaced out so hard. Okay, I want to talk about the showstoppers. Okay, okay. So it was a plaited centerpiece loaf. And I think there were several people who did a thing, who made a decision, who would do a thing where I was like, why? Why would you hamstring yourself like that? Why would you like shackle yourself to a weight? completely unnecessarily when you did that. Like mm. Abby, for example. Abby did a nine-strand plat, and Paul even said, I've never done nine. Right? Like, so what? So why? Why be... I understand the okay. urge of, like, the, uh, the more I do, the more complicated it is, the more impressive it is. Except that I feel like, in the end, 
right, in the actual judging, if you're looking at percentage-wise, the quality of the bread and flavor is way bigger percentage. Like, there wasn't anybody where they went, yeah, there's just four strands, so we're knocking points off or whatever. Yeah, I mean, lots of people did three, which is a regular kind of braid. Right. So, like, nine was completely unnecessary to do, Um, especially in the, like, shape like she was trying to do a tree right Mm -hmm. and she's like yeah it ended up kind of blobbing out a little bit because there was so much dough in it like there's a couple of those christie's i think that they were far too kind to christie it must have tasted really good is what i have to say like because it did not look like a a centerpiece it just looked like a circular loaf like Looking at, compare it to like Saku's, compare it to Tasha's, compare it to Josh's. Like, it was just a circle. It was two circles because she couldn't even fit the one circle that she wanted to put inside the other circle. But they were very good. It was very good. It must have tasted amazing. Now, Dan, when I talk about why did you do this, Dan, I think, was 100% on tilt. Right. And for anyone who doesn't know, until this like something bad happens. So you start playing recklessly. Right. Oh, happens in poker okay, a lot. Where okay. he I think he got last in technical because of the forgotten ingredients and stuff. And it just feels like you I don't know how much of the decision to do so much was made between technical and showstopper. I don't know. But like it was way more than the brief called for. It was completely unnecessary to have each one of them be a different filling. And it was just too much. And then I also think, like, there's no way you ever practiced this in the time. Mm. And, like, it just just seemed like, oh, I think maybe, you know... uh, uh, Metaphorically speaking, your eyes were too bigger for too, were bigger than your stomach. Did they comment at all on the dead dough that he used? No. no, they didn't care. They didn't care. Do you think that if he had used more dead dough for the Z's or whatever, that they would have said anything? I don't. I don't know. know. I think he should have just made it all out of the same dough, right? Like, I just think he overcomplicated everything. They had to have two flavors. But yeah, then make the wreaths. Two different ones. Oh, And all the letters, just the same dough. I thought that's what he did. I thought that he, that the I and the Z and the Z were just one flavor dough. The same flavor as the outside of one of the rings. Maybe. It was just too much. Or it was just plain dough. Because remember what he did with the the braids, right? He kind of filled like tubes, right? Tubes of filling. Sure. Instead of like making the whole thing. But I thought it was different. Taste. It doesn't matter. He did too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Completely unnecessarily. Dana, it was very interesting because usually when people do any kind of braided basket, bread baskets or whatever, they fall apart. Yeah, it, hers stayed together. Hers stayed together and it looked really good. And then remember how Paul like dumped it all out yeah. and then just put the bread basket back up and he's like, that looks great. Yeah. We want to see the basket because she had put like a, like a lace kind of like blanky thing and then like all of these like little f- colored flowers or whatever. And I think that she was really trying to like up the showstopper quality. Yeah. But it, it was too too much in two different directions, right? Because the actual basket was beautiful. 
Um, so Josh's tiger mascot was it was lovely, and I thought it was a brilliant design choice to make it like uh, he didn't like paint stripes on. It was the plaiding, yeah, the that made the stripes. Made the stripes. It was so good, so well well baked, very impressive. Josh is one to watch, hundred um, percent. Maddie's it, inconsistent. Right, because like the thinner stuff, they basically said it was like biscuits when it was done. Um, That's a style over substance, I think, because yeah. he was so concerned about the way that the hammers and the the colors looked and all that kind of stuff that like the bread was not good. Yeah, but I do think I think if he would just, I don't know, breathe more, think more, plan more. I'm not sure exactly I what think it the might, vibe is. It might be planning. We don't know him again very well yet. Like, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's nerves or if it's planning or if it's kind of like, I'm just going to fly by the seat of my pants kind of yeah. thing, right? I We don't know him very well yet. Nikki did a high, Highland Cow, which was cute. Um, it was good. Um, I think, I think she should have done like, uh, I don't know if different colored dough or different kinds of dough or something in the like hair braids to give it a little more, uh, like, uh, make it a little more Contest. dynamic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it is a different dough, right? Because the nose and the horns. Horns. <laughs> were supposed to be one dough and then all of the hair is a second dough. But the, the colors were not. It just ended up kind of all looking bread colored. Yeah. 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 Uh, did, what did they say about the way that it tasted, though? They were like, it's fine. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's good. Um, I'm going to skip over Rowan and come back in a moment. Uh, Peacock on a Branch, so good. I loved it. I it, looked it looked really so cute. Again, they were like, mm, the bake is not quite right. Yeah, and I'm a sucker for peacocks. But other than that, I was like, this is great. And Tasha's, so well executed, so well done. Paul went to uh, almost an erotic place eating the bread. <laughs> I said afterwards that there has like a shades of gray vibe where he's like, you clearly the bread. And I like that. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my Paul. Well, I think it was the em- the emphasis on that. I like that. That wasn't quite right. Because I think that he meant I like I like that. As in, like, the bread. I like the bread. Okay, that's not what I got. Uh, yeah. I think what he meant is I like the bread. But what it sounded like was I like how good a baker you are. You know about bread. <laughs> I, I like, like that. someone who knows about bread. <laughs> mm. <laughs> it was creepy. Um. <laughs> So, Rowan. Let's talk about Rowan's. Okay. Completely unnecessary, Rowan. Yeah, they didn't expect anybody to stand up because a bread centerpiece doesn't really stand up. But, like, I mean, it looked cool. And his- yeah, it looked cool from far away. When they did a close-up shot of it, it looked Frankenstein together with toothpicks. Yeah, right? because he wanted it to stand up. And yes. you got to hold it with something. I know. I didn't like it. His flavors were apparently terrible. They were just like that. There's so much in there. So like in two of them, the top. Oh, the curry, right? The curry on the bottom. They were like, that's too, it's, I can't, that's too much. And then the top, I can't remember what the flavor was on the top, but they were like, nope, that's too much too. But then the like marzipan bread in the trunk, they're like, okay, yeah. This was a good that's one. That's it. It doesn't make up for the rest of it. Um, they're going into judging. There was not a doubt in my mind that it was Tasha. 
Yeah. Right. Between uh, second place and technical, which we know didn't carry that much weight, but Paul saying like it's 90% there on her cottage loaf, then just it, you know, turning him on for the <laughs> showstopper. Don't say that. I don't, I don't think. Culinarily turning him on. Okay. All right. Like I knew it was her. Right. And well deserved. Could have been Josh though, really. Like, I think this was true in Biscuit Week, too, of, like, yeah. like in a different day, some, one of them does something a little off and the other one nails something a little harder, it switches easily. She is quite unassuming, isn't she? Well, I think what happened was in Cake Week, she had a not-so-solid, uh, I don't know. And then in Biscuit Week, she puts out the... um. Was illusion it? the illusion biscuits? That we was it. So bowl. in the first in the first week, uh, her vertical cake was okay, and then her robin cake was amazing. Her yeah, and she got eleven the technical. So I think it made everybody kind of go, oh, I don't know, oh, I'm kind of rooting for you. And then by biscuit week, it was like, oh, incredible, oh, okay, yeah. oh god, you're amazing. And then this week was just like, okay, cool, great. But I was edge of my seat worried Dan was going home, mm. um, and. I I think he was edge of his seat worried that he was going home too. Yes. And the fact of the matter is, you are correct. You said it to me afterwards of like his cottage loaf was good and hers was not. And so she went home. Yeah. But I think considering he was last in technical and she was in Abby with the eighth, um, and I think both of their showstoppers were not good. They could have, I think. Well, I mean, we've talked about technical, where yeah, they use it when they need it, but then it doesn't really matter yeah. if they don't need it. Like, if the other things, if the, if Did all talk, other oh, things are equal. Oh, we never went equal. back and talked about Abby's Cottage Loaf. Oh, oh, okay. Okay, okay so okay, okay. Abby's Cottage Loaf, let's jump back. Janice, as she. Oh, my gosh. Can I say, this is just me. The... I'm not going to judge Abby. I don't want to be mean. But her nervousness about it not turning out well, manifesting as like personifying the bread, where I was like, stop doing that. Don't, I don't like this. Hey, own your mistakes. Did they figure out why? So Paul had said that there wasn't enough salt in it, which affected the structure. I don't, I mean, Paul knows better than me. I'm not going to question that. I don't know how... That works exactly. I understand sugar, per, you know, and the yeast and stuff. Because I feel like it wasn't it wasn't really proving well to begin with. Well, yeah. So I think by the second prove, it was like she knew by the time before she even put it in the oven, like, this is flat. Yeah. This is not working. So I, I don't know if she just didn't need it enough, didn't um, work in enough gluten or strength into it or what. But maybe the salt affects that. Is that what he's talking about? I have about? no idea. But it just flattened out. And they, I think, were complimentary. Well, they were like complimented the crust, but otherwise, like, the flavor wasn't there. And I just, it wasn't good. Um, so Abby went home. Maybe the garlic has something to do with it too, right? Well, I, she, I think she over garlicked it as well. When, yeah. When Prue said, and I know it's not what she meant. But the hyperbole of how much garlic did you use? All of it. And I know she meant all the garlic you had, but I heard it as all of the garlic in the world. <laughs> um, so Abby went home. Dan and Rowan were in trouble. I don't think they will be again next week. I don't think that that was an indication of like, oh, they're not as good as we thought they were. Chocolate. Yeah, chocolate next week. 
I think Rowan will do well. I hope Dan comes back because I love Dan. I think Josh and Tasha, uh, you got to watch them. I think Saku, you got to watch Saku. I am a little worried about Tasha next week, right? Because when they did the chocolate cake, Uh right? Her big problem was, remember the ganache was kind of splodgy out. It had like a waste on it. It wasn't shiny. It wasn't right where Dan's was really good, right? He had the shine on the chocolate. So I think that we are going to see uh, some better things from Dan and Tasha might have a little bit of a wobble next week. I also, just my gut tells me Maddie is going to have a rough week. Um, because if there's chocolate like work where it's like really finicky, fine, mm, design, might not have the finesse. Yeah, I, I just and I'm not saying like just up till now, I don't think we've seen it. You know, of just like fine detail work, right? And usually when they do chocolate week, they'll do something like have a cake with like four different design elements of four different chocolate work, right? Or right. Like yeah, that. they'll require like usually different like. You'll want, they want a white chocolate, they want a um, milk chocolate, they want a dark chocolate, something something like that. And it usually, they want to see the temper, they want to see it like shiny, they want to see it snap. Yeah. They want to do all that kind of stuff. So we'll see. We'll see. I'm interested. Um, Okay, folks, that's going to do it for us. Um, I'm going to put a post up on my Instagram when this goes up. So if you want to comment your thoughts and feelings and predictions or what have you, you can do it there. Uh, or, I don't know, wherever you still use social media, use hashtag bacon. Um, let's see, Teresa, until then, uh, until next week, what should people do? We're going to bake about. <laughs>